Today we bask in the light of mustachioed greatness. <laughs> what is up, everybody? <laughs> I apologize for that. I feel like I want to make a great cult leader, right? All right. Um, today we are talking to. Uh, we are talking about Joe Spinell. Yeah, Joe Spinell. Born Joseph Spagnolo. I, I might be saying that wrong. You believe it or not, he's more of a versatile actor than you may realize. The dude played mafiosos, and he also played as a space emperor in Star Crash. Like, dude, this guy knows his shit. I actually really liked him in Star Crash. I thought he was awesome, like he just took it to that comic book level where it should go. So this guy from the Lower East Side of Manhattan, this dude simply lived and breathed New York. When you looked at him, you just freaking, that's New York, baby. At least as, you know, as far as I know, I'm from Texas, what the hell do I know? But anyway, <laughs> he's born. he was born from Italian immigrant parents. Joe Spinell truly lived that rock star life. He knew he wasn't going to be this next big Hollywood star. He's not going to be, you know, some freaking big name. But he sure as hell knew he'd be the next Hollywood badass. That's for sure. Anyone that's ever partied with this legendary mustachioed son of a bitch has said that he was one hell of a character. He may have played a quiet heavy in most of his parts, but off the set he was known to be the life of the party. So today we recognize the great Joe Spinell and Maniac, the feel-good movie of 1981. <laughs> now play that damn theme song. It's the Mustachio Podcast, we're ready for the show. We'll watch moves, we'll make some jokes, and then we'll all go home. Navigating the legendary hairy upper lips, it's the Mustachio Podcast, Alright, Maniac. Oh, Maniac. My God. Oh, <laughs> uh, what did I do? Why did I why did I do this movie? Um I've been crazy busy with work and I really wanted to do something I've seen before. But it actually had been a little bit. I wanna say maybe a little over five years since I've seen Maniac. Holy crap. Um Uh I've been wanting to do a horror movie. I really wanted to, to I felt I love horror, you know, movies, and um, I recently talked about a horror movie. I don't really want to give it away, but I talked about a horror movie on the Friends um, podcast that is that is going to be kicking off pretty soon, and I'll be sure to let y'all know when that's out. But um, I love talking about horror, and I love the special effects. I love you know all the work that goes into something like that. Like you need to truly have a passion and love it. In order to produce that kind of movie on such, you know, a lot of times, especially back then on a really low budget. So all those practical effects, all that time, all that creativity, all that like, you know, you know, shooting with no permits and stuff like that, you know, uh, which this movie did have a little bit of. Um, so I'm glad to bring this on board. It's just damn maniac, though. Like, what, what am I doing? Uh, <laughs> but it, I think it's going to work out, you know, Um 
we're going to talk about this very uncomfortable movie with a serial killer who looks relentlessly sweaty and sticky the whole damn time. Um, like he just, <laughs> Joe Spinell just looks like, there's like a little portion where he's trying to be cool, cool Joe. Um, and we'll get there. But for most of the movie, this dude looks like he just kind of like has syrup on the floor, just takes a quick little dive in the floor, goes left, goes right, roly poly, gets up. He's ready for his day. Um, but I bet he doesn't smell like syrup. That's the thing. Like you could just like hard cologne, but also sweat, you know? Um, I don't know if you've ever tried to cover that. I think I used to do that when I was a teenager because I played sports, believe it or not. And uh, I started wearing cologne young. Like I think I started wearing cologne like in middle school, like seventh grade. I was like, well, my looks aren't going to get better. So maybe I can smell good. So I started wearing cool water. I think it's cool water. I think some of my friends used to say cool waters. Now I feel like I need to look it up because I might be wrong, but I could have sworn it was just cool water. But anyway, it was a cool, oh gosh. Um, oh yeah, it is cool water. See, I'm so classy. I know my stuff. Anyway. Yeah, I used to wear a little cologne, but you know, it wasn't fooling anyone. I think I remember people telling me like, bro, just go take a shower. But, you know, we right out of practice. You want to go do some fun stuff. You want to go home. Um, I guess I could have just taken a shower in the locker room. But, gosh, that thing was old. I went to a very, very old middle school. It was just gunky. I don't know if anyone used those showers. Um, yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> that was a tangent. Let's go ahead and break this bad boy down. This is Movie Breakdown. Dun. Movie breakdown. All right, so the movie opens up with a couple laying in the sand, which already bothers me. That already makes me feel uncomfortable. I am not one to be moving in the sand like laying in the sand i mean i'll move in the sand <laughs> i'll walk in it i just don't i don't know i'm not a big beach guy um i want to be like i feel like it looks fun but then when i'm actually doing it i'm not as have like i'm just not having the same fun um there must be something i'm missing but anyway this couple's in the sand they're laying on a blanket um it almost kind of looks like they're gonna stay the night there because she tells them to go get some some sticks and stuff and the we see something kind of laying low, you know, in the in the brush, as the brush that as much brush as you can find at a fucking beach. <laughs> and it kind of looks like at first you're like, oh, maybe this is an animal or something, and they're just trying to get us early and give us a jump scare, like maybe it's their dog. But no, uh, <laughs> it's a it's a grown ass man, and uh, he leans on the lady and just does this slice of her throat slow too like they they stay on that and you're like holy crap we are in for it this time this is within the first few minutes so things get heavy and then the dude comes back with all his little sticks that he found uh on the beach to start getting their little fire going and he's like holy crap like you know i wouldn't even know what to do i would not know how to react to that i would kind of hope oh maybe she's messing with me and she has like a little kit <laughs> she 
she stopped at the Halloween spirit store and she's fucking pranking me. But no, his girlfriend was dead and um, he gets snuck up on and the the killer grabs him from behind and chokes him out with what looks like some fishing line. And then all of a sudden, oh, you know, we get um we get a whole face full of Joe Spinell. Boom. Takes up the whole damn screen. Big old dose as he wakes up all sweaty. This is a the beginning of sweaty spinel he's waking up from what seems like a night terror or something um at this point we don't know if that was him or not we couldn't you know we don't see a face or nothing maybe he's just dreaming of stuff like this but we do get some signifiers as he's walking around his what looks like maybe a studio apartment we see what looks like a portrait of his mom um uh, was a very nice nice looking uh lady uh it seems because it's like a, a portrait of her when she was like 30 or something um which is weird that that automatically was like that's weird you shouldn't have like a portrait of your mom when she was like 20 something or 30 like that's i just don't i don't know maybe that's not weird i just think that's weird um <laughs> when i think of my mom i don't think of her when she was like 30 you know anyway so <laughs> So that one already kind of threw me off. He's got like mannequin parts. Like he's got hands kind of, I don't even know how you do that. I guess you glue it up there or you just kind of draw a little, put a little bracket in the back. But he's got little mannequin hands hanging onto the wall. He's got mannequins just kind of standing up uh, throughout his apartment. His apartment's purple. What the fuck is wrong with you? Who the hell paints their entire room purple? Maybe like some Joker fan or something. <laughs> Yeah, if you're like really into the Joker, maybe you got your room purple with an with a green accent wall, you little badass you, you little anarchist you. Anyway, so um <laughs> So he's, you know, he starts uh getting ready. And uh he gets his clothes on and he heads out. Man, I had a drinking a beer right now. I know I told myself not to drink beer on the show, but I just don't listen to me. Um this is good though. I never had the Sapporo Sapporo, I don't know if it's like a, I don't know what kind of beer this is, I don't know where it's from, but it is good. Um, oh, made in, I think in Vietnam, I don't know, but it's really good. Uh, it comes, I bought the pint and it comes in this really dope can. It kind of looks like a stretched out keg or something. I just, you know, I had a long day. I deserved this. I woke up early in the morning. I picked up weed. I, I'm not one to spray weeds and watch them die. I like just digging in there and getting them out. It's just something satisfying. I feel like I'm playing Super Mario 2. You know, just like ripping, ripping up the shit, just picking up weeds. I did that for like an hour and a half. It took forever, but um, it was fun. I filled up an entire organics bin with weeds. So that's kind of my fault. I obviously got a little lazy. That was a good one. And uh, after that, you know, worked on the house and put up some curtains and, you know, I've been doing stuff, you know, and um, Papa's tired, but he's got just enough energy to talk about this movie. All right, back to the movie. <laughs> uh, maybe I should edit all that, but um, I probably won't, as y'all know. So now we, we see uh, he's headed out. We see two prostitutes on the streets talking about prostitute stuff you know you know um like hey what did you do last night like you know what did he make you do and um i don't know if that's really what they talk about i feel like if i was a prostitute i'd be like let's not talk about work 
we know what we do. We're not, you know, crazy proud about it, but this is what we do. Maybe they are proud of it. I don't know. But either way, I don't like really talking chap. You know, I'd rather talk about something else, especially if I'm just kind of waiting. And we get Spinel coming up, the maniac. I'll probably just call him the maniac. Um, because we all know. Um, if you don't, I'm sorry. Uh, so it's, um, they tell him the prices. I think 45 is regular, 50 is French <laughs> and regular. And 75, I'll take you around the world, baby. And for 100, you get the ultimate, ultimate. Holy crap. I don't want to know what an ultimate is. I don't want, ultimate is not a word that should be connotated with buying, you know, uh, purchasing sex. Like, I think of like Mortal Kombat or I think of like a combo for Killer Instinct. <laughs> ultimate combo. Uh, I don't want that. Uh, <laughs> I don't want that in my sex life. Um, but I think Spinel decides to go ultimate. I'm not sure. I don't even remember. But um, he does purchase something. He definitely has some cash on him. So he's making money. He uh, goes into the... Um, he goes into this uh, hotel, kind of motel. It's definitely kind of a dingy motel. And I actually think the director uh, plays the the guy at the desk. And he does a great job. Like, you got to love it when um, when you see somebody working and they're only wearing uh, the white. They're just wearing a shirt that you would wear under another shirt. They're just wearing an undershirt. Just a thin white shirt. I'm like, man, you really you really put it forward today. You woke up this morning and you put it forward. So he, he goes in, purchases the room. I think even, I'm not sure if he, he paid for HBO or not, but <laughs> I don't remember it coming up, I think. So now they're in the room and uh, Spinell asks her to model like in the magazines. He's not very articulate this whole time. And this is why later on in the movie, I'm like, what happened? I guess there's a switch. Because in this early part, he's very like, very so spoken. I'm the like in the magazines. You know, like, it's just barely, he's barely opening his mouth. <laughs> and he seems to really be getting warmed up. You know, he's enjoying the show. She's doing a great job doing the modeling. I want to say I heard, um, and I also kind of recognized her as well. But I couldn't have sworn I heard that this specific actress is also in Bloodsucking Freaks fantastic movie <laughs> um yeah uh that's a movie i don't want to say fantastic uh but it's a movie you might want to check that one out one of these days um so he she's modeling up and they start to make out a little bit but he backs out i don't know he just back it's too much he just kind of goes Aah! and he turns around <laughs> And she's very cool about it. I guess because he's paying her tons of money. Um, she says there's more than one way to skin a cat. Then he says, oh, yeah, that's right. And this kind of makes me have a feeling that this might be coming around. This this whole thing that just occurred um, might mean something. So he gets on top and he's sort of just on top of her like a freaking giant bear. And you, can, you can't even see her at all. And then all of a sudden he gets crazy eyes. Like maybe the best crazy eyes i've ever seen in a damn movie i put this on instagram and twitter as the kind of the teaser let everyone know that this was coming up his face that he makes it's it's melded it's like in my brain 
synapses now and i can just see it if i just barely even i don't even have to try but he starts choking her out and this feels like such a i think this is a very uncomfortable scene not only because you're watching a woman get choked out but it's kind of long and it feels like yeah and you know in some movies it doesn't seem to take very long to choke someone out um and i think it's just because they're just kind of like okay you get it you get what happened not this movie (laughs) this movie's like nope you're gonna get to see you're gonna have to see this whole process of what it takes to choke someone out so he is there for a while making that face and he's just kind of just making that crazy face and um i gotta admit i would be just bummed to die with joe spinell's face staring at me so intense like that i just no thank you no thank you and uh and and yeah so it's a it's a rough one to watch and as soon as he's done killing her he just wretches in the sink he's just like he's obviously going through some things <laughs> there's regret in there he he's he's um he understands what he's doing i'm sure and it's just like but he can't stop so he's sick of it and it makes him sick um and he uh he keeps saying like he didn't want to do that to her i didn't want to do that to you but then he scalps her. So <laughs> so does that mean that if she just offered her scalp, he would have just let her live? Or I don't know. There's a lot of weird things he says that don't really follow up on what on what his actions are. And so now we just see the maniac just holding the most um, stiff body ever in a garbage bag. And at first I thought like, oh, this must be one of the girls he's killed and she's just like full rigor mortis. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's actually kind of this is kind of something interesting that happens here is he's walking with this bag um, and this this other tenant at the apartment complex sees him and she's like, hey, I'm gonna go in Christmas shopping. You got a Christmas tree and and he just is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's says hello and they act, he acts about as normal as he can act. And it's insane. Like, I think that's what really, uh, you know, that's one of those things. There's there's tons of people out there that act completely normal they find a way to just blend in just enough just just on the surface because so so many people only look at other people by the surface they don't want to get to know you more they don't want to get too involved and that's a lot of times i think just from what my experience i'm not like a huge serial killer guy but i do listen to some podcasts about it in fact there's one called serial killers that's pretty great and yeah, I th- a lot of them are able to just put it put on just enough of a show uh, to make everybody think that they're just normal like them. And this is a good little scene here, and it's so quick. You know, it didn't take a lot of work. Just a quick hello, and you know, nothing like you know, it didn't have to be anything too huge. So he gets into his room, and you f- you see that it turns out it turns out that that's actually a mannequin. And we're getting a mix of Spinell speaking in his room and speaking to his subconscious, which makes it sort of confusing because sometimes I would hear him speaking and I would be looking and his mouth wasn't moving. Then other times his mouth would be moving and they try to put like a little bit like a reverb or something. But maybe I didn't have my TV loud enough and I really couldn't tell the difference sometimes. But, I, you know, it all does the same thing. He's, he's obviously crazy as all hell. And he says this has got to stop and this isn't going anywhere, but I I think he can stop something like he can stop himself from doing what he does. I don't know. It almost seems like he's having an internal monologue or a conversation with somebody. At this point, I'm guessing it's his mom, 
Um, and it, and we get to know a little bit more about that as the movie goes on. And yeah, it's a mannequin in that damn bag, not a human. And it's a fancy schmancy, as he said. <laughs> I think he says fancy schmancy, um, which I'm like, cool. And uh, he's, oh, because he's kind of like talking at her, right? And he's like, hey, you know, a little, and yes, miss, no, miss. What am I supposed to say, miss? Like, I don't know. He's just, I don't know if they just kind of let him do this. Like, hey, man, just let it rip. <laughs> be weird bro so now he busts out that scalp that he's you know scraped off of um that girl's head just recently and um and he just starts hammering it on uh and uh he uh now he he says i have to go out and each time it's like this i get so scared that they'll take you away um so he's definitely speaking to somebody it seems um from here we we see some desperado shit which um guaranteed that movie will be on the show at some point he breaks apart a gun <laughs> he breaks apart a gun and starts to place the pieces in the guitar case um he breathes he breathes very weird throughout this whole movie just kind of like a moaning it's not like a bronchitis thing but it sounds like he's he's just kind of Ooh, it's creepy. Uh, he did a great job of that, but after a while, it's like Jesus. Um, and he's putting all those parts in there. He covers it up with the little. It has like a little felt zipper, so he covers that up. And it was at this point that I realized that the jacket he is wearing sort of reminds me of the jackets um, that the Joker's henchmen wear in the Batman nineteen eighty nine. Except it's green, not purple. Man, this is the second time I brought up the Joker. What the hell? Um, I like that jacket, though. I guess it's like a bomber jacket. I don't know what you would call that kind of jacket, but I dig it. Uh, let's bring that back. So then um, he asks a doll in the cage if Polly wants a cracker. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where he got that whole thing from, why he has a little doll in the, in the cage. I don't know. Maybe it's some kind of symbolism of some sort. Anyway, who cares? He uh, says, I'll be right back, and he heads out. Now we get a scene as he's heading out and he stops at a place called Blossoms, which I feel like is probably a legit place. I don't know. Maybe y'all know better, but it really did seem like that's a legit, that definitely existed at the time. I don't know if it exists now. Um, it, and you know, it's cool because it's all in lowercase, you know, but there's, there's still some businesses that do that. Let's just make it all lowercase. Let's really stick out by not sticking out. You know what I mean? Uh, and and he's uh he's kind of pulling up slowly uh, in front of the the club and he uh he sees a couple get in there and um he sees a couple leaving the the club and he he starts following uh the car out and you can't really see who's this you can't see who the couple is quite right away they just you see them from kind of a distance but then you see the the car take off and they end up actually parking like at what looks like a little romantic cliff or whatever i don't know i've never done that i need to do that once i need to find a good cliff even though like every time i've seen them someone gets killed or whatever um but you know i bet you it's like one out of ten what are the odds i gotta go to one of those cliffs make out and <laughs> so they park and it turns out it is the legendary tom savini and he also has one hell of a dope ass mustache i actually was torn because i kind of wanted to honor tom savini as well but you know what? he's done some stuff too 
Uh, and I'm sure he'll be honored in this show at some point. I love that dude. He um, obviously worked on this movie, and he already had a mold of his head, from what I remember. And so it was just easier to shoot this scene with him acting in the scene. And um, and uh, you'll find out why. <laughs> if you don't, you probably already know. But anyway, he. Um, what I really like about it is he was actually casted as the character Disco Boy which is so funny i just love that whoever thought of that probably the director he was like yeah we're, we'll name you disco boy we're, we don't need to give you a name name so they're in the car and they stop it at that quiet spot the girl that's in there says my boyfriend's going to kill me if i don't get home soon and tom, tom is just so cool man he's just like well your boyfriend isn't here girl that's not how he said it but <laughs> that's how they would say it now i guess i don't know and um you can tell that this is a place where Tom has gotten some action before. He is a total pro. Um, also, not sure if you've looked up Tom lately, but this guy probably is still a total pro. Like, he is buff as hell for his age. Like, this guy is still working out and shit, and I'm falling apart, and I'm 35. <laughs> I gotta go running tomorrow. So, anyway, he asks if uh, she wants to meet him in the... Uh, oh, he asks... It's a real smooth little line. He's like, um, you want to meet me someplace? She's like, where? He's like, the back seat, girl. <laughs> Once again, that is not how he said it, but <laughs> you get the gist of it. So, they're making out in the back seat, and oh my shit, she sees Maniac in the freaking window. What? What's the last... This is the last face you want to see when you're getting some ecstasy going on. You just see joe spinell's face inside the little tiny c pillar window and uh she she kind of freaks out she knows that there's someone out there and she wants to head out and she's trying to tell tom our disco boy like hey we need to get the hell out of here and she's trying to act as much as she can here <laughs> and she tells him to start the car she does a decent job his his headlights pop up and that's when they see maniac and it's weird because he's not this ultra violent. Well, he no, he is ultra violent throughout the movie, but he never does anything quite like this. Um, and that's what I kind of found. Like he definitely has like an mo, but when it comes to actually getting what he needs uh, from these killings, he kind of goes at it a lot of a few different ways, um, which might make it hard to catch him as well. So it kind of makes sense why he's been getting away with this for for what looks like a bit. He jumps on the hood. This whole sequence is just amazing. He jumps on the hood and just freaking shoots Disco Boy. <laughs> Good old Tom Savini right in the freaking face. And it's one of the greatest gore scenes of all 80s cinema. Like, I think a lot of y'all would agree. It's absolutely gorgeous how they did this. I know this is a guy getting his head blown off, but it's just the fact that he was able to get all that and make it look that dope in 19 what 1980 is uh pretty pretty sweet so i know that i saw in um and i i saw tom savini in the last driving with joe bob briggs so joe bob briggs actually covered maniac uh not too long ago and i remember uh tom saying something about the fact that i guess you you know you can't have firearms obviously and it's like a, it was like a legit freaking uh, shotgun or something that he, they used and they had to basically have a driver ready to head out and like 
I don't know if they disposed of that car or what they did, but they needed to get the hell out of there like incredibly fast. So yeah, this was like some craziness uh, situation when they first shot this. Anyway, it, I just it's a crazy scene, and then Maniac kind of crawls into the car, and the girl is screaming and you know kind of like begging for her life, and nope, he ends up. Um, shooting her right in the face and i'm guessing he probably did what he's uh what we've seen him do before which is take a scalper and take his um trophy i guess and um apparently two dozen detectives are trying to find this serial killer we we find that out during a little bit of a news report on this dude and good old maniac is watching it in the news I'm, i'm not sure if he's enjoying seeing himself like getting away with all this or you know whatever but he's having that conversation with some imaginary person who i'm figuring is his mom like i said and he mentions that he can't go out for a minute since the cops are on his trail um then then the mom boy says in his head that he has to stop because when he kills these women um they can't laugh and they can't dance anymore so you got to stop or they'll take you away from me so it's getting heavy. Like this dude is in a place that is, is he's just broken. Uh, then he looks at this mannequin and uh, this is an interesting part. He looks at this mannequin and cuffs himself to her and says he won't let them take her away from him. And then he uh, says, I'm so happy. But he maybe says it in the saddest voice ever. Like if, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's weird. Cause it's so, it's, it's such a weird thing to say you're so happy, but then also be like, <laughs> like he just has this like sadness in his face. He did a really good job uh, in this scene. It's, it's really creepy and uncomfortable. And we get some classic maniac crying and whining as he slowly rocks himself to sleep. He has a habit of like doing that. That's kind of like a baby kind of rocking himself to sleep. It's Jesus. It's rough. Um, and now we see kids at the playground on swings. And I remember when I first saw this movie, I was like, no, no, Joe, you don't get to kill kids. I was like, this movie's already horrible enough. Let's please pass by these children. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, and, and this is when, uh, oh, yeah. I have a note here that says this is when swings are made of wood and super uncomfortable. <laughs> I wouldn't remember that by the time I was on swings in the late 80s, early 90s, most swing sets were either like a home swing sex or swing sex. (laughs) Swing sets. What the fuck? Were made of like a cheap plastic or the ones at the, you know, playground or you know, at a park where like that weird rubber that would like burn your thighs in the summer. So you had to be careful. Um, anyway, so, so the kids are able to jump on their bikes and take off and their moms don't really notice. And it looks like some random woman, uh, caught him in a photo because I think he like a kid ran into him or something and he kind of stops and says something or I don't remember, but he's chatting with her and then the kid takes off, thankfully, and it might have helped that i think god the photographer lady was there getting some photos but he notices that she caught him in in the foot in the photo and he's breathing real hard as usual you know like it's kind of like that's when you know that switch is flipping for him when he's starting to get into maniac mode and it's kind of like 
maybe it is bronchitis. Maybe he just has bronchitis and it just it acts up when he gets excited. I don't know. But he finds her bag and he gets her address from the bag, um, which I would have totally forgotten without a phone cam. Like, I can't tell you how many times I only remember things because it's real quick. I snap a quick photo of it. I can't look at some. I can look at an entire address and memorize all that. I would have had to say it like fifty times in my head, but somehow he remembers. And then, and then they kind of mix up the music score here, and all of a sudden, some Karate Kid music starts playing with like a bamboo Chinese flute playing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why uh, they decided to add this in there, but it's it's interesting. And he's looking at other mannequins all done up and he's kind of like getting a little too happy about these mannequins being, you know, in the windows. I, I, I suppose in New York, you can maybe get away with being a total weirdo looking into the, the shop window of mannequins and kind of making some weird breathing sounds. But I'm sorry. I would have been like, hey, guy, come on. Come on, guy. Let's go. Let's keep walking. <laughs> it's the middle of the day, guy. You can't just stop stop over here in the middle of the night and do this. Like, why do you got to do this right now? It's the afternoon, man. Oh gosh. So now we are at a hospital. It's nighttime now. So maybe the mannequins just kind of got the engine going. He's like, okay, I need some more parts. And uh, we're at the hospital, and we see some nurses just having a classic '80s conversation. I can't remember. I think they mentioned horoscopes and actual paper newspapers. So you know, boom, we are in the thick of it. And uh, the nurse happens to have a newspaper on her, of course. And she looks at they they separate. Um, one's like, hey, well, you have a good day, and she jumps into a car. And she, man, it's is I probably almost missed this. I felt so sad because I mean, you felt like something was going to happen to one of them. And the one that gets the ride home. Looks like like her boyfriend or husband picks her up. She's like, hey, you want a ride? You want to give us a ride? And she's just like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I don't remember what excuse she made, but I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Um, just get in the car. And it just happens to be that when she tells him bye, that's when she looks in the newspaper and sees like, oh, there's like a prowler out. Who says prowler? Is that still a thing? Uh, it's just the perfect word for that. You know, he's a, he's a prowler. And... Uh, and she starts kind of immediately getting a little nervous and she she kind of speeds up her walk and she's working her way to the to the subway and she can you know that feeling like somebody is following her she knows somebody's following her and so she gets down to the subway and she is trying to get her change but she's at the same time she's looking back and she sees um she sees maniac's feet coming down the staircase into the subway as well kind of tracking her down and I think at this point, she's like, I'm freaking out. This could be complete BS. And this guy's just happened to be going the same direction as me. But she's definitely has that instinct about herself. And she's like, I'm in danger. So she takes off through. I'm trying to remember. I think she tries to get onto the subway, but it's it's locked or like it's closed already because it's going to be taking off. So she just missed it. She hadn't been talking about horoscopes and stuff. She probably got there sooner. But um. Uh, she gets, uh, she, I think she ends up uh, kind of quickly walking um, a different direction and trying to get away. And she goes some different directions, and it's obviously he's still kind of following her around. And she goes into a bathroom. And she's she's hiding in the bathroom, and Maniac kind of comes through, and he's kind of looking like, okay, well, she didn't go that direction because he runs into kind of like a um, closed off ca- uh, gate that's been brought down. 
And it's kind of interesting. I don't know if they did this on purpose or not, but when you see Maniac kind of looking through the cage, it, he literally looks like a caged animal just looking at prey, but that he can't get to. Like, it was a good shot to put the camera on the other side of that, that cage there. And um, maybe they didn't even mean for it to look like that, but that's the way I felt. And so he works his way to the bathroom. It's like as if he could smell or something. I don't even know. But he works his way to the bathroom and he's walking around and he's walking around and he ends up just kind of like, oh, I guess she's not in here. And so he, he, he walks out. She opens the door and she sort of looks like, oh, gosh, what is wrong with me? Like, why was I freaking out so much? No! <laughs> she is uh, not alone. Uh, he definitely baited her to get out. And he has like this giant bayonetta. Like I don't even know where he had this, but he freaking stabs her through the from the through the back, and you just see the blade shoot through. It's a it's a pretty rowdy scene. Um, the way they shot this, it's like it was rough. I'll be saying it was rough a lot in this one. <laughs> and um, and uh, yeah, so it's it was uh, it's it's one of those scenes like you really got your heart pumping on that one. I I like how they shot that. It felt. It felt very, oof. It was it was just one of those moments where you you really did realize like this guy he's there's something that he sees and he works his tail off to to do what he does. Unfortunately for her, well, all I could think about was man, if I started feeling weird, I think maybe I would have just backtracked and gone in a big circle or something and just worked my way back to the hospital. Like, just go to the hospital. Just stay there the night. You're probably going to have to be there again at 5 a.m. I mean, being a nurse is, is tough work. But anyway, she didn't. And uh, we, he unfortunately got her, and uh, which means he got another scalp. So right after this scene, this is when we see Maniac back at his apartment. And he's dressing up another one of his uh, mannequins. And I, I want to say this is the part where he's wearing sunglasses as well, I believe. <laughs> This is a really weird one. Um, he's wearing sunglasses that kind of look like female sunglasses, but I could be wrong. They're just kind of ambiguous, I guess. And he's hammering in a, a scalp again, and he's talking to it and saying something about, oh, you got a little blood, it'll wash out, and I have to be more careful. And uh, we're going to now, um, after this part, this is when we start getting a little romantic. <laughs> we get into maybe one of the most unbelievable romantic parts of any film because i was just like really yeah and we get we get some more humming uh humming definitely i think in this movie but this time uh we have the photographer who is played by uh caroline monroe love caroline monroe like she's just awesome uh and uh i even like her i also like her in star crash actually maybe i just like star crash damn it what's wrong with me um and i think her name is like anna d'antoni or something like that and um she's working on developing some photos and doing a little humming humming and uh, all of a sudden the doorbell's ringing apparently it is maniac or um as he goes by in the movie frank zito and he says uh yeah it's frank zito that is not how he says <laughs> you took a picture of me in the park i'm like what the f I, I would have been so confused if I was the photographer. I'm like, wait a minute. Did he call her? Did he see her name? And um, like, I don't know. I would have had a million questions. Like, how the hell did you know where I live, bro? Like, okay. 
I'm confused. But she's super chill about it. Maybe there's a deleted scene or something that kind of clears this whole thing up. But we don't get it cleared up here. Um, she lets him in. And this is when we see cool maniac. Like he is about as normal seeming as he's ever seemed in this whole movie. All we've seen so far pretty much of, of you know, of maniac is him going, uh, uh, or, uh, uh, you know, like, <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't sure he could speak <laughs> or really say much. And all of a sudden he's like, Hey, uh, how's it going? he's like this this little smooth talking son of a bitch but i think he had to turn it on too like he knows himself he's looked in the mirror he knows he's not gonna get you know anna you know he's gonna have to work for it so he's he came, he came in real cool like you know he's got a nice little suit on and stuff he's feeling fresh um he definitely flips like a dean martin switch or something i don't even know but he does he's got to woo this woman you know he's got to woo her I just like that word. That's why I say it twice. So we asked her out for dinner, and she is uh, down for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. And she says, yeah, she even mentions, like, is this a date? And um, I guess uh, being slightly charming and funny is, you know, takes you, goes goes a long way. I mean, it certainly has gotten me this far. <laughs> so I'm not really that funny. I mean, I find myself more funny than anyone finds me funny, but either way. Really find out how much of a complete mama's boy maniac is in this movie as he's on this first date with this beautiful photographer and the first thing he says is you know you're the most beautiful woman i've ever seen since my mom what the <laughs> what oh gosh even if you're fucking weird enough to think that you don't say it like what is wrong with you <laughs> uh and she's so i don't get it like I was on, oh, I'll get to this later, but I really don't get it. Maybe she likes like interesting people and she's like, oh, this guy's weird. I dig this. I, there's someone for everyone out there, you know? So, but she is surprisingly cool about that. And uh, it's almost like the ex-girlfriend thing. You don't talk about your ex-girlfriend on your first date. You sh in fact, don't talk about your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> so, uh it's just something else so then anna just even digs in further and asks him uh if he has a picture of his mom and of course he has a picture of his mom and not only is it like oh hold on let me dig through my wallet i got all these photos of family or whatever no he has like a loose picture of his mom in like inside his jacket so that means he has to put that picture in his jacket every time he gets a new jacket so or he puts on a new jacket I'm just saying that is like some some weirdness dude and and so uh she takes a look at it or whatever and i think she says she looks pretty and uh they're eating and decide to actually go on a second date tomorrow night i'm like wow um and i think they end up having to like come up with a day that works because she's busy and she says that she'll definitely see him thursday at the show so i guess there's a show going to be going on um but i think i don't know maybe she's talking about this photo shoot because then we get to this photo shoot um and it's three of the same basically boring models <laughs> like none of them i'm like wow this is the 80s like you didn't want to mix it up a little bit <laughs> just like yeah i guess whoever you can get to be on be on the set and um 
you know, Anna's doing a great job, you know, of acting like a photographer and all that. She's like, yes, yes, yes. And um, Frank just walks into this Photoshop like nothing. Uh, Photoshop. <laughs> photo shoot. And uh, he's a sneaky little fucker. Uh, maniac. And he gives her a stuffed bear because he's 12. And uh, Maniac is doing his moaning sounds again. Because he sees her talking to one of the other girls. And, and uh, I guess it starts getting that motor running. And then at that moment, he finds a little time to sneak in and steal the necklace of one of the, basically the model that he was looking at earlier. And he steals that necklace. And, and I think, I think someone had, maybe the, the guy that was like the director of the photo shoot was like told her to take it off or something like that. I don't remember, but it was out in the open and he grabbed it. And so now he's ready to make his next mark, it seems. So now we are at the, the blonde model's apartment. She's getting ready for a shower, and uh, somehow the, the maniac also knew where she lived. I guess he just stalked her. And she draws uh, one hell of a bath, by the way. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm not even a bath guy. And I, I was like, man, this looks relaxing as hell. I was like, I need to start taking more baths, man. Like, just so, uh, gotta get that cocaine red down. And, uh, well, shit, we see the maniac in the hallway now. Because uh, he had actually, I'm sorry, I think I skipped it, but he had actually knocked on the door and, like, gave her her necklace. He was like, hey, you left this on set, and I don't even know. He made up some excuse of why he came over. And that's how he was able to kind of get it. I guess maybe he, oh, well, he flipped, like, a switch or something in the door so it wouldn't lock properly. So that's when we see him in the hallway because she's, like, walking around and stuff. And the model's uh, now in the kitchen, and she's getting some tea after her relaxing bath. So far, it's kind of a shame, because it looks like she had one hell of a day. She went on a modeling shoot. She took a nice bath. She's drinking some nice tea. And all that ends. She's now, uh, she's sip-sipping, and he comes out of nowhere and tackles her down, and boom, cut scene. Save some money. Why do we need more gore for this? It's just, <laughs> we don't care about her when you see her die. You just kind of figure what happened. And now um, uh, we are back at the maniac house as he asks himself why he does these things. And uh, he actually has the model. Oh, that's right. She's alive. So that's why uh, we didn't actually see her die. Um, she's alive in his bed. And she's tied to the bed. And uh, maniac is talking to her like it's his mom, uh, of course. And he's talking about all the dudes his mom dated. So this is when we kind of get a little more of a sneak peek about what's going on now. Um he says that she dated all these dudes and how she didn't need them because he loved her. So obviously his mom was either, maybe he thought she was dating these dudes, but maybe she was actually a prostitute, you know, who knows. Um, and he busts out a knife and he says he never wanted to hurt her, but there were so many men. He says, why? Because you, oh yeah, so um, because they gave her uh, some dollars. And so, yeah, so it is pretty much confirmed. And so she's going to, uh, he says something like, I'm just going to keep you, so you won't go away and ever, ever again. And this is right what he says right before he st stabs the blonde uh, model to death. Boom. Another one bites the dust, unfortunately. Uh, he does this light, kind of weird, humping, rocking himself thing again, which always is the creepiest thing I've ever seen. Watching a Joe Spinell cry and, and rock himself to sleep is... Oof. 
And he's so he's sticking to the mo. He starts taking her scalp again, um, or he starts taking another scalp. And Maniac wakes up and is acting super childish, playing with toys and stuff. He busts out a BB gun and is just shooting at a target while sort of wincing. Man, I, I I'm kind of curious. Like, what are the what was the direction? Like, I just man, it. He's so different. Like, you can tell he did a lot of research on different serial killers, but he's like three or four serial killers, uh, just his behavior and how he acts and the issues he has and things like that. Um, but either way, I think it's actually still interesting to, to kind of see all this unfold. So then Frank calls Anna, and somehow she uh, doesn't mind seeing him again. He picks her up in his giant-ass 70s car. Um, I'm, I bet that was like the directors or something. I don't remember, but I'm having... Uh, so much trouble believing that Anna's even giving him the time of day. Um, this is one weird dude who is awkward AF. And um, he walks into her apartment and asks her, um, you know, he, he I, I guess he says, like, yeah, let's go out or whatever. And now they are at a cemetery. I don't know if I blacked out or what, but I just have that they are at a cemetery. And now he's starting to freak out. I guess they're at, her, at his mom's grave. They're praying and stuff. And he just starts uh, saying that read a new read a new and starts choking out anna like just goes ballistic on her and she's a badass like <laughs> she takes off running and he runs after her and she's quick and uh this is so uh surprising because it actually freaked me out and because he's kind of like he runs out into the open i was gonna say <laughs> i was gonna say i knew things shit was gonna hit the fan when he was wearing that joker jacket again every time he wears a joker jacket some shit goes down he gets out in the open and Anna pops out of the darkness out of nowhere and nails him with a shovel. Like he just goes, like his arm just, <laughs> he just starts splurting out blood on, out of his arm. She gets him good, man. And we can hear the maniac whizzing, uh, whizzing. <laughs> yeah, you can hear him whizzing after this. He just peed all over himself, wheezing as usual. He uh, screams, mother! And uh, now he's having a full psychotic episode. He is on the next level. He is now in straitjacket territory. And uh, it's just, you know, it's some back and forth between his mom and himself like we've heard before. And um, back when he was a kid, it seems. And he here thought that, uh, I always thought like, man, I thought dads influenced serial killers. I guess it doesn't matter. It just can happen. And he goes back to her grave and starts crying and whining again. She suddenly comes... Uh, this is kind of crazy. She suddenly comes out of the grave. Grabs him. That's not like Arnold Schwarzenegger. She gra <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Her, his mom was like fucking... <laughs> whatever. What is Arnold? Austrian. Anyway, so she comes out of the grave, grabs him. And obviously he's like hallucinating hardcore. This isn't freaking Day of the Dead. And Maniac starts heading back to his apartment, holding onto his arm. He's obviously on edge, like he's he's barely oof. And he's sweaty and gross looking as usual, but even grosser because now he's all like from running and then the blood and all that. He takes off the Joker jacket, and he's being a little bitch because his arms all hurt. <laughs> he doesn't want to go get help. He's like, owie. Yeah, he's like Polly Shore. And, well, I forget that movie where he's like, oh, why'd you do that? 
And so he's laying in his bed, and he looks back at his masterpieces, you know, all those mannequins um, with the with the really bad scalp. I mean, this guy doesn't even try. He just nails it on there like a dead raccoon. I mean, at least pay homage to the beautiful hair of these women, you son of a bitch. So uh, basically, a bunch of mannequins with bloody scalps nailed to their heads are around a table all of a sudden. He's crying. He's sweating. He looks back, and he sees them. And all the girls he killed, they look, they, all of a sudden they're there, like they're looking just like them. And, but kind of zombie form. And they, man, it looks like they're playing poker or something. Maybe they're playing Uno. I don't know. And there's a poster, though, that it's in the middle. And I don't know if any of y'all know about it. It's just like Born Without a Mother or something like that. I don't know if any of y'all saw that poster. It's a weird poster. I don't remember it being there before. So that's why I noticed it. I wrote that down. Anyway, the zombie women start grabbing weapons, man. Like they're, <laughs> They are ready to fuck this dude up. They start stabbing him, messing him up, and there's a lot of blood and all this good stuff. Like, I really like this. Um, they obviously made a, a head cast of Joe Spinell because they grab his head and they just pull it right off. It just looks fantastic. And it looks legit. Like, there are movies now that try to do that and it doesn't look that good. It's wonderful, man. God damn it, Tom Savini. Now we open up and it's a beautiful, polluted New York skyline. <laughs> you know? And uh, you gotta love New York in the 80s, right? And we are in a cop car now and they seem to be heading out pretty quick, you know? Like they're driving pretty fast. More than likely heading out to a maniac's apartment. I'm not sure if they got a tip from Carrie. I'm sure, um, or Carrie's the actress. Anna must have said something. Uh, and Maniac is just on the bed bleeding out uh, like a mofo. This dude's just bleeding the hell out. He was hallucinating what happened and apparently stabbed himself in the stomach in the process. So he has that same bayonet, boom, inside his gut. The cops leave the apartment because they're like, okay, uh, case closed. This guy was a killer and he's dead. And it does look like he killed himself until... Dun, dun, dun. We see them crazy eyes pop right open. <laughs> and then the movie ends with some more Karate Kid Chinese flute. Wonderful. Maniac. And you know, I will say, they were there were in this movie some memorable characters. Not a whole bunch, but obviously this is a movie told in the view of a crazy person, so... May, you know, so interaction with actual human beings just doesn't happen too often. But there were some. And we're going to just recognize one of those characters in a segment I like to call Quick Impressions. Quick Impressions. Fancy smancy. And what are we supposed to do? Sit and smile and yes, miss, no, miss, not now, miss. Whenever you say, miss, I know, I know how it is with their ears and their looks and their, 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 their they can drive a man crazy. Fancy smancy. And what are we supposed to do? Sit and smile and yes, miss, no, miss, not now, miss. Whatever you say, miss. 
I know, I know how it is with their hairs and their looks and their, their they can drive a man crazy. Right, I hope you like that. I'm sure you did. Alright, so as you all know, I rank these movies by my favorite mustaches. Uh, Full Fu Manchu is a hell yeah. A um, walrus mustache is pretty damn good. A horseshoe mustache is eh. And then a toothbrush... I'm going to mess this up every freaking episode. A toothbrush mustache is Hitler. A Hitler mustache, and that is a burn this bitch. I give Maniac, and I've not thought about this, I would honestly, genuinely give this movie a walrus mustache. I know. I think it's a very... Uh, 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 I was going to say a really cool word, and it just escaped my brain. D- divisive? Yeah, it's, a, it's not even that cool of a word, actually. <laughs> it's a very divisive film, I feel. Um, I could be wrong about that, but... I just think that, especially critically speaking, I think it got destroyed critically. But when you look back at it, it does a lot of things that it just kind of captures that unfortunate reality of um, these mass murderers or these serial killers that get away with this type of behavior and just are kind of right under our noses and we just don't see it. Um, I like that it's kind of told from his perspective. Like, I think a lot of people that like this movie dig that. Um it's sort of like a weird, crazy, messed up dream in a way, um, just because the way he's acting and I was talking and, and honestly, you don't know what's real and what's not. Um, when it comes to this movie, there's just so much craziness going on. I think it can be interpreted in a lot of different ways. I think Joe Spinell does a fantastic job with this movie. He also, I think he wrote it as well. I really should do more research. I'm pretty sure I'm nailing this. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, he did a great job on it. You know, I think um, there's maybe too many segments where he just put um, you do you and he just did some random shit. <laughs> um, but I think he was having, you know, he was having a, a moment with that part. He was doing his thing. He was expressing himself. And I maybe a bit of, um, you know, I think maybe he did a good amount of research and it looks like he did a good amount of research and he, he worked that into the film and it's just good to watch this guy finally kind of get his due and, and really be a center of a, of a movie. Uh, he's someone that I think is just interesting to look at. You know, he's interesting to see. And when he's on screen, you really do pay attention to him. So, yeah, I totally give this a walrus mustache. I think um, if you haven't seen it, check it out. If you've seen it before, but it's been a while, give it a look-see. You know, I, I think it's a good time. Um don't really have uh, many plugs other than the usual you know find me on social media i i started a facebook i haven't really said anything about it because i don't care about facebook that much but you can find the show on facebook i think it's just mustachio podcastio uh, just look for the stupid logo with my stupid face um m podcastio on twitter and must at mustachio podcastio on instagram and like I say, usually, you know, oh gosh, what happened there? Like I normally say, go ahead and send me any ideas you might have. I actually have a couple that some people have sent over and a couple that, you know, um, of guests. You know, I'm going to be having some more guests coming up. This is obviously a solo cholo. I didn't even announce it in the beginning, but th- I'm tired. <laughs> but this is a solo cholo. <laughs> and uh, we'll have some solo cholos uh, coming up too, but I'm definitely going to be working in some guests this um, next month right or what what are we in july 
yeah, yeah, I'll be working in some guests. And uh, <laughs> we're all going to have a jolly good time. So uh, just uh, stick around for next Monday. And uh, don't ask me what that accent was. I never go- – how do you end this? I'm just not good at ending the podcast. Every time, every time I get to this part, I'm like, God, shut the fuck up. So anyway, I'm going to go and shut up. Bye.